Crap with Beth and Matt. Cut to Crap is the world's number one no bullshit health and fitness podcast. What is up, friends and fellow no bullshitters? This week, Beth and I talk about the running program we're currently doing, and then we move into answering your questions from Instagram and TikTok. We talk about what you can do to prevent shin splints, discuss what a calorie deficit is, and more. Let's do this. Oh, what is up? What is up, Beth? <laughs> happy Wednesday. Happy or, fucking hump day. And happy Friday to everybody that's listening to this. Oh, yeah. Happy Friday, everyone. How, how's your How's your week going so far? Good? Well, it's amazing. Um, my husband has COVID. My uh, world around me is just bomb dropping, but I decided to switch my mindset. Yeah. It's not, how, it's not what happens. It's how we react. Yesterday, it I is. was having a having a fucking pity party i have not been in the gym since last thursday yeah and you know but i can focus on my nutrition i i can still get my steps in so that's what i'm doing you know what and i think that's important to note too because you gave your like the pity party like it's okay let's like give yourself a day right give yourself a day have that pity party feel down about it but then we got to get the fuck back on the horse right like right right. can't let it turn into multiple days and that's that's when it becomes a problem one day is cool one day is fine i mean please Mm -hmm. take that day um but let's let's try to nip it in the bud right there yeah i mean it 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 was for sure easy to go down a deep dark hole because i you know literally am doing everything um, and on top of my on top of my business and then i have my son and you know my husband can't go anywhere and so Mm -hmm. Um, everything's changed, but I'm adapting and I'm yeah. conquering. Good conquering. Cause you're a fucking badass. Um, I'm a fucking beast. <laughs> me, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to call myself out here a little bit. Um, okay. I'm, not, I'm not really calling myself out, but I have not been enjoying strength training actually Ooh. at all. I like for the last, ever since I, I took my, I did my powerlifting mate, took some time off. I just haven't been enjoying strength training. I don't know what it is. I'm still going through the motions, but like, I'm getting to the point now where like, all right, it's been a month of me doing this, the strength training, getting back to it. And I'm still not enjoying it the way I used to. Um, I don't know if it's just that summertime hitting, And now I just want to be out outside exploring, traveling, hiking, mm-hmm. which I have plenty of that coming up. Um, mm-hmm. But also like now I'm doing the couch to 5k with you and running yeah. and holy shit. I like running. Like <laughs> uh, it's fun. They kicked my yeah. ass, man. Like the three minute one. I was like, yeah. Oh fuck. Now we're in, now we're getting into it. Now we're getting into it. This is kind of a struggle. I'm like, I used to run 30 minutes straight in this three minute or I'm like, when is this going to be over? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have some good songs going though. Playlist is everything for those long. Oh yeah. And I, I, but I, I'm loving it. I'm like, it's taken out all my aggression on that. I pretty much go as fast as I can in those three minutes. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And you know, the, I was using today. So today was my second run of the week with the three minute runs and I'm using it as a way to set a pace and and find a pace that works for me because I know I'm going to need to do that in the long, you know, once we get into the longer runs, like next week, for instance, we start doing the five minute run. So I think I've got Mm -hmm. a pretty good pace going right now. Um, nice. and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to when we run a first, like first mile nonstop. Um, cause I'm, I really want to see what my time is. I have an, uh, I have a number yeah. in my head. I have a number in my head that I think I'm going to come under and I don't know if, should I put it out there or should Let I, should, should I wait it's for gonna it? Be, it's going to be like around a nine or something. Eight minutes. I Damn. think, I, I think I can do an eight minute mile. So really that's gold. That's I'm, pretty fucking. I'm putting it out there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, when I do remember when I, when I used to be a runner, it was always hardest the first half mile first oh, getting yeah. started. But once you hit that stride, like, it seems like you can mm-hmm. just kind of just keep running. And that's, I'm, I'm getting to that point now, you know, with these three minute runs, I'm like, okay, I can maintain this pace. And, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm at an eight mile clip right now or an eight minute mile clip right now, Please. I think. So, yeah. I have no idea where I'm at. I'm not really tracking or I'm not yeah. paying attention yet. I will when I hit that mile yeah. zone. So that's my thing right now. I don't enjoy strength training, but I am enjoying running. Who the fuck am I? Like, you know, <laughs> never would have thought I'd be saying that, but um, well, hey, with the strength training, I th- I'm thinking about talking with my coach and just like, dude, like, first of all, we talk about this all the time, being honest with your coach. So I'm going to talk with him after this week's done. Like, man, I'm not enjoying the strength training. Like, I know we have a goal like uh, to compete again within six months, but I don't even know if I want to do that right now, you know? So mm-hmm. I think I might just want to start going more into a, a more bro split, like a, a bro split bodybuilding splits and, mm-hmm. and just do that. Like when I do the higher reps and things like that, I have been enjoying that. I just don't enjoy yeah. pushing heavy weight around right now. So yeah, maybe just to maintain your muscle throughout the summer and enjoy yeah. running. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I like yeah. running. As, oh, as as Gump would say. <laughs> All right. What, what race are we doing, Matt? That is a good question. I, you know, I we, love we that should, because we should, we should plan a, a half marathon somewhere. Let's fucking do that. Let's we will. Oh, okay. We're putting it out there, on, everyone. It's on recording now. So we're going to plan our first half, uh, you, half it's marathon. Good to have a, it's good to have a goal like that. That's a, it is. That's so let's a, look forward to that. But also like with the running group that we're doing for this mm-hmm. on Strava, I, I know um, Alex on there had to be like, we should plan a virtual 5k together. And I say, fuck yeah, let's do that. So yeah, let's find yeah. a virtual 5k that we can do for the group and uh-huh. everybody listening to please join us in this. Um, it's a great way for us to keep each other accountable and just work towards something together. Man, it's free. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, but also, yeah, let's let's find a, let's let, let's find a half marathon and we will do a half marathon. Oh my god, I can't All believe right. I just said that. Hey, it's, it's, <laughs> half marathon is a sweet spot because it's not a marathon and it's not yeah. like you know it's. I've always those have been my favorite race is a half. Yeah, gotcha. I've never done. I've done one five k in my my entire life, and then I retired from running after that. So now I'm unretired. So fuck it, let's do a half. <laughs> It'd be a good no. fall thing to do. Train. Yeah, it would, it would be a good know? fall thing to do. Yeah, totally. Sure. There's the one out here called the, the Mount Desert Island Half Marathon that's in Acadia. Oh that, God, is that uh, through the mountains? Yeah, and the leaves are all like orange, and it's that was okay. my favorite because you're, you, you're running through like the most beautiful fucking scenery that you've ever seen. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yes, I can already picture you it. Can, you can look it up. Yeah, it's a, okay. it's a pretty famous one. It's Mount MDI is what it's called. Okay. Mount, De- Mount Desert Island half. Got it. Got it. That's, that's in November or October, I think. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah, I think this is a really good segue for us because I, I have a, so what, what we're going to do today with this episode, right, is we're answering people's questions uh, mm-hmm. from Instagram and from TikTok. So I actually, since we're talking about running, I actually received a question um, from somebody on Instagram. Let me see who it was so I can give him a shout okay. out. It was DJ Demo underscore. I said, how do you get rid of shin splints when starting a walk slash jog? And I think that's a great question, especially because you and I are currently in a running program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I will say I've been fortunate. I haven't gotten shin splints since we started this, this new running program. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. First of all, we walk every day. So we've built up our, ca- our, our, our calf muscles and, and, and everything in that, re- in that area. Um, so that's a, that's a good way of doing that. So um, you know, we want to practice strength training to, um, build up our calf areas, uh, our calf area and <clears throat> build strengthen our toes and things like that. Um, but even before that, like we want to pro- properly warm up. Right. So that's one part that I like about the couch to 5k program is it's got the built-in warm up and, and cool down. So mm-hmm. just light stretching, a l- little bit of light walking before even starting your heavier walk or jog. Um, and then cool down afterwards with some light stretching and, and light walking. Um, don't just start a heavy physical activity and then stop. We need to prime our body for it. And we need to let our body come down from it. Um, shoes, of course, are a big yeah. factor in this too, right? So having good shoes with like a good arch and heel support. So what did we talk about a while back, a few weeks ago, um, going and getting fitted for running shoes, right? Um, at a mm-hmm. running store, not, not, not like Walmart and and dicks. I don't know. Dicks might be decent for that, but like go to a run. If you're going to, if you're going to get serious about this, invest in a good pair of shoes and get fitted for them. Yeah. And uh, when I got shin splints, it's because I was doing too much. Mm-hmm. So think about like how much are you, I was trying to go faster than I should. And I was overdoing it with my running and that's yeah. what ran me. What, that's what really got me shin splints. Yeah, totally. So pushing, pushing too hard when you're, and that running and jogging, it's really a game of pace. Like we talked about earlier, setting a good pace. You should be, when you're jogging, it's not a sprint, right? It's not, it's a marathon, Mm -hmm. not a sprint. Um, we should be jogging at a pace where we can talk in short bursts without running out of breath. Like then we can't sit there and hold a conversation necessarily, but we can talk in short bursts without, um, uh, running out of breath. Um, and also don't be exercising through pain and, and things like that. So, um, the other yeah. thing that I will note on here is, uh, try to run on surfaces that are softer and have more cushion. So, um, running on concrete is going to be a lot harder and you're going to be more likely to develop shin splints. So maybe find a, ru- a, a running path, um, you know, that's like loose gravel or dirt or grass or something 
um, rather than like a sidewalk or yeah. the road or treadmill could be good for this too, because it's got that absorption factor. So, yeah. So there we go. That's uh, the first question. Of question. The yeah. There we go. All right. Should I start with Instagram or TikTok? Let's do uh, the, let's knock out the Instagram stuff first. All right. I'm just going to start from the top. All right. Okay. So I have Coley Danger. I think I hope, I hope I pronounce that right. That um, do you provide, do you provide just strength training question mark, or do you have the, have to have the whole package? Um, I'm guessing that's for coaching and I ah. provide like, it could be either strength training, strength training and nutrition or nutrition alone or group coaching that includes strength training and nutrition. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really is, um, individual with yep. what, what you need. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that Matt provides the same thing. Absolutely. So mo- most people come to us, they get both strength training and nutrition, but we do have some people that are working with us for just nutrition. And we have people that are working mm-hmm. with us for just strength training and workouts. And that's okay. Everything we yeah. do is custom, right? We're, we're not going to sit here and just give you a cookie cutter pl- program and say, all right, right see you in a month. Um, so if you need help with just strength training, your nutrition, you feel good about it. Cool. We can, we can help you with that. And like you said, you know, um, we have the group, we also have group coaching that we're going to be launching within the next month as well. So stay tuned for that, but yeah, they don't have to do just, or they don't have to do both. They can do just one if they need it. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Coley or Coley. All right. Coley Dinger. All right. You're Great next. question. Okay. I am next. Um, so this one says, this is an interesting one due to being sick for about a week, nothing sounds good to eat. How would you move on? So so this person's been, so this is walk a mile 60. Um, they said due to being sick about a week, nothing sounds good to eat. How would you move on? So I think when you're sick, it's really important to still try to nourish your body, but also hydrate. So we need to be drinking lots of water. You probably need to be drinking some type of an electrolyte as well to replenish the water and the, the sodium and everything that you're losing. Um, and of course, things like broths and soups and things like that are fantastic um, when you're sick. Um, now, when you get, when you're done with being sick, cause that's when you're sick, that's your job is to just feel better. I don't want you worried yeah. about missing workouts and things like that. So when we come off of being sick, I think it's important to understand that you're probably going to be weaker for a day or two, you know, as you're getting your strength back, that doesn't mean you lost a bunch of muscle mass and strength in that week. No, it just means you just need, your body needs to adjust. It was just going through a very fatiguing time. So when you get back to your workouts, take it easy on the workouts, you know, reduce the, reduce the overall sets and uh, reps that you're doing. Don't push yourself as hard for that first or second workout back. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. I concur. Okay. So Jeannie Garrett, Garrett Mason, how do you handle social socializing with people who drink and the pressure to drink with them? Ooh, I love this question, Jeannie. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> social pressure, God, you know, I feel like adults are worse than kids with, and when it comes to peer pressure, right? With so alcohol, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take it from both ends from one that was a heavy drinker trying to mm-hmm. push it on people that that point were not drinking. Right. So it was more about me and wanting people to do the, the bad things with me. Like, yeah. Um, and come join my night of debauchery. And, right. and, and it actually made me feel more bad then um, let's say like for me, like being in the position that I was kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then on the other end, on the other end, you know, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to do anything that you don't fucking want to do. And this is, mm-hmm. this is where you, you know, you're like, I'm just not drinking right now. And that's it. That's all you have to say. I'm just not drinking right now. And that's okay. If your friends do not understand, then you need new friends. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, Flat out. So you have a drinking buddy. You have, you don't have a friend. That's what that person right. is. Exactly. And so really if I have a goal, like I, I don't drink right now. No one really asks me, but this weekend I was put in situations where I was around, you know, alcohol, but yeah. everyone, you know, no one's going to be like, that's an issue. You don't want to drink. They all know that I'm not drinking. So, yeah. um, I just really think it comes up to you and being an individual and just saying, I just don't want to drink right now and standing up, to, standing your ground. Yeah. Flat out. If, and if they, it goes back with boundaries. If people don't respect your boundaries, they do not respect you as a person mm-hmm. period. So, and that goes with alcohol too. And alcohol is sensitive because our, our society, our culture is so ingrained around built around alcohol, everything, social functions involve alcohol. Um, yeah. people are pre-gaming for their fucking kid's birthday party. People are pre-gaming for <laughs> their, their child's play, you know, like 
it's it's, it's oh, ridiculous yeah. so it's just the it's just the new norm which is it's sad but true um right it doesn't need to, doesn't need to be that way yeah absolutely get a mocktail i mean i got a mocktail honestly i didn't even i didn't even want a fucking mocktail like to me i'm like i don't want to drink a sugary drink that doesn't have alcohol i'd rather have fucking water yeah um you know but if that's something that you're into do that too yeah totally <laughs> totally Okay. Well, is that enough on that one? That's perfect. Perfect. And I know you and I have both made some videos recently about alcohol on our TikTok. So if you guys haven't already, go find us, yeah. go find those videos and, and check it out. I'm actually, I'm going to, I have plan on reposting that one. Do you? On my Instagram too. Okay. Nice. The one nice. I do, do what I do. I thought that was a good one. Thanks. Thanks. I loved your input on it too. Cause you're, you're just, you're, you're just like, yep. Yep. You're agreeing with me and everything that I, that I was saying though. I appreciate it. I was that. in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were doing something. I was like, this is a quick, easy way to get a video out though. So yeah, I was sitting there waiting for my flight. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna perfect. Be, All right. I'm going to be duetting one of yours anyway here soon. So you're, you're, you're one of your most recent, um, bullshit that we need to stop videos. So, um, cause oh. people have been really upset with me recently because I was swearing in some of my new videos. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it yours so that we can give them a, a double dose of the, of the swear oh, words. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. You know, it never ends really. It never. Oh my God. It's been so bad recently. We're like, what like, the? are we fucking children? Like, I mean, really? Like people trying to tell us how to you? act? I mean, yeah, it's like, and, and the diet soda people are out of control. Like I, yeah. I thought, come on, come on now. Yep. Well, all of them are okay. out of control. Anyway. So the next question then, this is what I, I, I sent to you yesterday. This one was from Danielle. I'm not going to um, say the person's name because I respect this person. I just haven't had a chance to talk to them about it yet. Is that this person was talking on their story about how there's new new research showing that you know after five thousand steps there's there's been it's been proven that there's really no benefits from that. And I'm going to call bullshit on that one. Yeah. Um, I I, ha I asked them for their their study on that one. They're just busy. They're traveling right now, but they're going to get it to me because I really want to look at that. But I do know that that's bullshit. Like having high needs, having a high physical activity in certain forms of steps and, and things like that is proven time and time again to be effective for our overall health. And I'm just going to quote um, a study. And it's the one that you and I shared with each other yesterday. And this study um, is from January. So it's actually it's not that new. far far. Yeah. And it, it literally says, okay, yeah, I'll let you read it. Yeah. No, okay. And then we'll talk about it. Um, and for anybody that wants to know, um, this is PMID 34417979. So go to PubMed, type that number in, and this will give you the, the study. So it's a meta-analysis. Okay. So this meta-analysis included seven studies, which accounted for 28,141 people. Okay. Which is 175,000 person years and then 2,301 deaths. So what the study did they found that rates of all-cause mortality were about 12% lower per 1,000 steps per day, okay? So comparing the lowest step counts to the highest step counts reported in the studies, included in the meta-analysis, that walking 16,000 steps per day was associated with a 66% reduction in all-cause mortality compared to walking just 2,700 steps per day. So mm -hmm. walking just 2,700 steps per day was associated with a threefold greater risk of all cause mortality than walking 16,000 steps per day. So that aside, so, and, and then from every 1,000 steps after those 2,700 steps, you saw a significant increase in, or, or decrease in, in all cause mortality. So the more steps you averaged, the healthier you were, the longer you lived. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what this other study was, but um, I'd need to see it, but we, we, we are such advocates for walking on this, on, on our yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's your take on this, Beth? I, I just, it doesn't make sense the other way around. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it's 5,000 really steps. Doesn't. If we're being that's honest, that's not a lot. Nothing. No, it's not. A, you can do that with very minimal effort. And if you're not getting 5,000 steps, guys, I challenge you to sit, to make that a goal for yourself, mm -hmm. I, but yeah. do it for yourself. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Now to yeah. put that into perspective, um, you've heard the, the saying, right? Sitting is the new smoking and it's fucking true. There's, I've, I've, done, I've done videos about that too, about how sitting is actually comparable to, to smoking, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and in, in the study, so um, all-cause mortality rates are 70 to 80% higher in smokers than non-smokers, which of course we know that. And people with a BMI of 40 versus a BMI of 23 are, are the same. So, um, you know, it, it, smoking and being sedentary go hand in hand in terms of uh, how harmful it is for your overall health. Yeah. 
So that's one, that's one thing you can do. If you are, if you are sedentary, if you have an office job, you're sitting for eight to 10 hours a day, the easiest, the best thing you can do for your overall health is to break up that, those long periods of inactivity. Mm-hmm. While yeah, you're at work, get up, stretch your legs, move around the office, go take a water, go or get a water, go to the bathroom, talk to your coworker. Go take a water. <laughs> go take a water. <laughs> and I get it. I, even, mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. Even, even while traveling, uh, mm. like on my, my flight days, I managed to get over 7,000 steps. Why? Because I, instead of sitting at the fucking airport, I walked around between my flights. Ooh. Um, you know, it yeah. was a big, big day of sitting really in two flights. Um, Let's, but you know, yeah. So while, well, while you're at the airport, Beth, other than going on an intentional walk, what are some things, some ways that you can get more steps in while you're at the airport? I've got a few that come to mind, but I want to hear what you think. Well, I didn't take the, the little escalator thing yeah. that you, you, you know, people get on and they just stand there. No, I went around that and I physically walked. I took yes. the longer way, longer way to, instead of taking the shuttle, I walked to, yeah, don't take the tram time. unless it's miles, you know, some, you know, some airports um, are huge like that, but instead of taking elevators, I took the stairs. Yep. I intentionally did things, um, to make sure that I was focusing on getting more movement. Yeah, why are we going to like say taking the elevator, taking the moving sidewalk, I like to call it right. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that's mm-hmm. called. Um, what's that going to do for you? It's going to save you five, five or 10 minutes that you're just going to be sitting there waiting for your plane or mm-hmm. take that extra five, 10 minutes, get a little bit of movement in, get the blood work and move in a little bit and, and, and do something for your health. Yeah. Yeah. Did I miss any? Do you have any extra that I didn't think of? Those were the first, those were the things that I, that came to my mind being a frequent okay. traveler. Um, I never take the escalator, never take the escalator. I always take the stairs mm-hmm. always. Yep. And I am very, and if I do take the escalator, I'm still walking up the escalator. Right. Okay? Totally. So I shouldn't say I'd never take the escalator, but I'm never just standing on the escalator. Yeah. Unless I'm like in a rush and I'm late for my flight. That's the only time you're going to see me try to hijack things and do things differently. Yeah. But other than but that, I'll be honest with you. I can walk faster than I, than I, than standing on one of those things. You know, I walk faster than standing on one of those oh, yeah. sidewalks. And you get, How, you get, if you're walking on those, you're even faster, yeah. but yeah. What yeah, was that? Yeah. When you get behind people are just standing there and you're like, come on, I just want to walk on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is funny because they have a walking lane and a, a standing lane on those things, but people just, fucking are rude and they stand across both yeah. lanes it's like driving in the slow lane <laughs> or <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> or i mean going driving slow in the in the passing lane <laughs> uh-huh. right all right so guys right. get your steps in. it's very fucking important for overall health yes um don't try to get out of it here with studies that are probably bullshit no <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Aaron K getting healthy ways to work on good, bad food mindset, not labeling, just eating like normal. Ooh, this is a good question. I love these questions today. Okay. Um, well, first it comes down to actually, well, you got to heal relationship with food and how does that start, um, by stop stopping all the labels. Yeah. Um, you know, um, incorporating your fear foods, right? Exposure therapy. I remember the word. Oh, yes. Look at that exposure yeah. therapy. <laughs> so, yes. Um, you know, what is something that scares you? Fit that in your day every single day. And, you know, you may find that you actually will overeat these things at first because you yep. thought of them as bad. And that is part of the process. You have to just go through it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what we resist will persist. So yes, incorporating those foods in your day really um, is that, that's where it starts. Yeah, ex- exactly. Anything you want to add to that? Just, just more of what you said. Restriction is not the answer. So, no. um, like you said, incorporate your fear foods. You're gonna, you're, you, it's almost guaranteed you will overeat those foods at first and you will feel some type of weight, but you need to work through that. We can't avoid this shit. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and this is therapists tell you these things, people that specialize in eating disorders and disordered eating, this is what they teach. Um, mm-hmm. Restriction is not the key. Restriction is not the key. No. no. Um, but yeah, then just stopping the labeling. There are no foods that are good or bad. Eating one salad doesn't make you a good person. Eating one cookie doesn't make you a bad person. Eat, eating a salad, one salad doesn't make you healthy. Eating one cookie doesn't make you unhealthy. If that's all right. we're eating, cookies, then of course it's probably going to reflect in our in our in poor health. Mm-hmm. But balance and moderation exist for a reason, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Takes mm-hmm. practice, but you'll get there. It does, as with anything. It's not going to happen overnight. Right. 
Um, right. Very basic got? question. Um, they said, um, Dana Laux one said, I left this question with Beth, but I'll ask you too. What exactly is a calorie deficit? And I'm happy to answer that question. It's going to be a very short answer. Um, okay. A calorie deficit is quite simply, this is simplified, bringing in fewer calories than your body needs to maintain its current state, its current body mass. So if you are burning 2000 calories every day, and that's with um, our basal, basal metabolic rate, it's with our, our needs, our non-exercise activity, it's with eating food and with exercise. If we're burning 2000 calories a, a day, anything below that will be a calorie deficit and you'll, you'll lose weight at some point and lose, or I should yeah. say lose fat at some point. Weight doesn't necessarily mean fat. Um, mm -hmm. Now there's many factors that go into that, right? With, with calories in, calories out is what it's called. Um, so calories, what are calories? Calories, like if cal it's a unit of measure, a unit of measurement um, and mm -hmm. how much energy um, a food, you know, it's a measurement for how much energy is in a food and it's how much, um, what the temperature, how much heat it takes to raise um, the temperature of water when you're, when you're looking at it that way. Um, so if we, if we understand that a calorie is just a unit of energy, okay, that's mm -hmm. going to help you also change your mind with that, that good and bad thinking. All calories, all food have, has calories, okay? 1,000 calories of a cookie and 1,000 calories of broccoli. Same amount of energy provided to our bodies, right? Now, of course, the cookie and the broccoli, they have different macro and micronutrients, and they have different impacts on the body. But in terms of fat loss and the calorie deficit, it's 1,000 calories, it's 1,000 calories. Yeah. So we need, we need to understand yeah. that. Yeah. So when you think of it like that, then you're going to think of, you're going to start to think of your food a little bit differently. Like, yep. okay, how, how is this going to fuel me versus what, what you're actually, you know, oh, this is a cookie. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Right. Um, you yeah. know, so think of it, think of it like that. Absolutely. And then of course, with, within the calorie deficit equation, you know, the calories in calories out, there are things that impact calories in, um, you know, um, we can, we can have, we can be more efficient with our calories in by eating a high protein diet. Um, um, but yeah, oh, that really, yeah, that's the calories in because that's the thermic effect of food. So eating, mm. eating protein, um, takes more energy for our body to, to break down. So, um, that's why we prioritize, um, protein for one of many reasons why now the calories out equation, of course, things like hormonal issues can impact that PCOS, hypothyroidism, insulin resistance, those things all can make getting into a calorie deficit harder. It can impact the calories out part of the equation, but a calorie deficit still works and still applies to you, whether you choose to believe it or not. Um, yeah. that's going to upset some people, but you can't just say I'm in a calorie deficit, but I'm not losing fat. Well, I'm sorry, but you're not in a calorie deficit. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that to upset you and to dismiss your struggles. That's just a fundamental fact. And we oh, need to also right. accept that because we hear that every day too. Like, uh, somebody, somebody disagreed with, with me. And I said, I was rude for telling them that this morning I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. This is a fundamental fact. You told That's me you thing. were in a calorie deficit and you're not losing. I'm sorry to break it to you, but you are not in a calorie deficit. Yeah. yeah. That's it's just, it's a fact over your fucking feelings. Like, you know, you can't get emotional over science. Yeah. Um, science doesn't care about your fucking feelings. Like, yeah, it, really hard and, truth know, for so. the day right there. We um, care, we care, but like tell you telling yourself that you're in a calorie deficit and not losing fat, you are mm -hmm. doing yourself a disservice because now you're opening up right. the door to come up with excuses. Oh, it's my metabolism is low. My, my yeah. hormones, this and this and this, get your hormones checked, get your, get your metabolic rate checked. If they're, if they're abnormal, then fucking do what you need to do to get them yeah. functioning regularly. Right. And believe me, I've been there. I was like, oh, it's my hormones. I got them checked. No, it wasn't my fucking hormones. It was me. It was fucking me the whole time. I wasn't doing what I needed to do, but I was looking for excuses outwards. Right. It's very easy to do. It's human nature. We don't Let's want that accountability. Let's just get real with ourselves. And until you get real, you're not going to see the results that you want. It, it just comes down to that because if there is something wrong with your hormones, get them checked work on getting them normalized. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is an easy process for, you know, some people, uh, yeah, but take the initiative over your health to, you know, to do something about it instead of like, you know, complaining on TikTok to uh, one of us, like, uh, I'm doing everything possible. It's my hormones. You don't really even know for a fact if it is or not. Yeah. Um, yep. let's stop the blame game until we know for sure.
yeah, now I'm, I'm, I actually just remember what this person said this morning. It was, um, I, what, what I said to them was, um, I said, I'm sorry to break, uh, I'm sorry to break it to you, but you're not in a calorie deficit. You should be mm-hmm. auditing your food intake and your consistency. And they told me mm-hmm. I was rude. <laughs> you, if you audit those two things, um, you're probably going to find the fucking problem right there. Maybe yeah. you're logging, maybe you're not logging accurately. Maybe you're not weighing your food and you're just eyeballing it. Maybe you're fucking 50% mm-hmm. consistent, right? Audit. Only, yeah. Your audit your daily life. The only one you're hurting is yourself by yeah. denying things, you know, come on. Um, yeah. yeah. So there we go. So our calorie deficit, that's our tangent on, on calorie deficit and our very simplified explanation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you tell we're passionate about this subject? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see here. I have Amanda Hart, 1986. What's up, Amanda? What's um, up? After- after finding maintenance, how much of a calorie deficit is enough for sustainable weight loss? This is a good question, Amanda. Um, so I'd say anywhere from three to 500, right? 500 being the most, which I don't really recommend recommend because then that's more of a steep deficit, but you can give yourself a range. Say you're not hungry um, some days and you know, you're just going to go a 500 under your maintenance or if you want to do calorie cycling where you're eating higher on some days and lower on others, but I'd say mm-hmm. a good I'd say 300 is a sustainable under maintenance. Agreed. 500, yeah. 500 is pretty steep. Yeah. So if you do a 500 calorie deficit, that's going to put you on, on rate for what a pound of fat loss a week. Um, and yeah. the reason why we say start slow, start lower, because that's not going to feel as restrictive and yeah, it's going to take more time, but who the fuck cares how long it takes as long as you get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It doesn't, if you, if you become a millionaire, who cares how long it took you to become a millionaire, as long as you became a millionaire, right? Like, yeah. plus if you become a millionaire overnight, guess what? You're not going to appreciate the fact that you're now a millionaire. And we see that all the time with people that win the lottery. They get, they go broke right. within a couple of years because they didn't put in yeah. the work. They didn't put in the, the effort and the consistency and patience and, and learn all those good habits, um, how to budget your money. So budgeting your money, we could say budgeting your calories, um, energy yeah. balance, things like that. Right. And mm-hmm. we, we see that analogy all the time. Um, how, you know, um, balancing your checkbook is just like, you know, tracking calories. And it's the same thing. You, you spend less money than you're making. You're going to be a surplus of money. If you spend less calories than you're, um, bringing in, you're going to, uh, lose fat. So, yeah. Yeah. And also you don't want to take 500 calories under your maintenance. If you are, uh, let's say a shorter person yeah. that has a, like a lower maintenance, then you're going to be really fucking hungry. Then we see that um, the 1200 calorie diets coming into play. Then, yeah. Right? So that's on that. You can do 1400 if you, you don't need to go down to 1200. If you know, let's say you're, yeah. Four, and I'll be honest, I've had clients at 1400 clients and that makes me, even that makes me uneasy putting clients that low. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if we do my, that, it's going to be my, very short term. My, if I was to go into deficit, my, my, um, it's around 15. Yeah. 16 is like the most. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a high, you know, weight. So if I wanted mm-hmm. to lose some body fat, it would have to be lower calories. Right. And that's, you know, then you, then you're, you're having to ask yourself, is this worth it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Laura, Laura, Teresa, 87 said, I've been trying to eat more healthy, but keep going over on sodium intake. What foods can I eat that are low in sodium? I think that's a good question. Um, one of the first things I will say to kind of challenge that or to answer that, if you're struggling with staying under your sodium um, and bringing in too much sodium, let's look at our what, what our food um, consists of. Are we eating too much processed food? Are we eating out more? So let's try to start preparing at least one more meal a day from home from scratch. Mm-hmm. If we do that, your sodium intake is going to go drastically down. Yeah. And also what are, why are you focusing on sodium? Is there a medical reason? Also, I don't think I've ever tracked my sodium to be honest. Um, so I would, I would question that too. Yeah. Um, if you, for medical reasons. Yeah, of, of course. Sure. Um, yeah. And but you are know, you eating a lot of boxed foods and frozen right. foods and exactly. eating bo- foods. Yep. boxed foods and and packaged foods that's going to they're preserved salt is used as a preservative there so you're going to have higher sodium so just try minimizing that by even just one meal a day 
what is the recommended daily dose is it like 2600 or about, something? I think I, I think it's less than that it's like 2300 milligrams a day okay yeah that's what I thought, um, I thought it was in the 2000s so, yeah yeah and you know that's that's the recommendation from the American Heart Association which most dietitians will will have you go by um, mm -hmm. um so I, so I try to follow that at some, at some point with my clients and things like that, but I've never, I've only ever said it to a couple of clients, like let's look at our sodium intake. And the only reason why I said, let's look at our sodium intake, because I noticed it, every single meal was eating out. So, mm -hmm. so that's, so I, I noticed that, that connection there. I was like, their sodium intake is through the roof. It's because all of our meals are being, are, are, are processed and, and prepackaged. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Yep. Your turn. I'm eating some almonds right now. Do you, do you want me to take them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're everything big, but the bagel almonds. From oh my Trader god, Joe's. that sounds good. And they're so fucking good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. What is progressive overload? Ooh, Ooh, I love it. That's such a great question. Yes. Okay, progressive overload is you know a part of strength training where you're increasing your weight, you're increasing your time under tension. Um, you're getting your, your form is getting better. You're basically challenging, you know, your muscular skeletal system to get yeah. stronger and stronger each week. Gradually so increasing. Why, stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, you should follow a program that is, you know, specified for that where you're challenging yourself with the same exercises for at least four to six weeks at a time, getting stronger at those exercises. Yes, absolutely. Um, now having said that, uh, can I give a little story here or an analogy, um, that uh -huh. I'd love to share. And I'm sure you've heard it before, Beth, um, uh -huh. a story of progressive overload. So let's do some Greek mythology here. So, um, you know, Milo, uh, the story of Milo and the bull or Milo and the calf. Um, so Milo was a six time Olympic champion who lived in the sixth century BC, uh, as a young mm -hmm. man, Milo, uh, had, re had been reported to gain his tremendous amount of strength that helped him become an Olympic champion by carrying a calf on his shoulders each day. And he did this every day for four years until that calf grew into a massive bull. So as the young calf grew, so did Milo's strength, right? Because he was progressively overloading mm -hmm. it because the, the calf was getting bigger and weighing more every day. So the load that mm -hmm. Milo or Milo, however the hell you want to pronounce it, yeah. Um, was carrying every day was increasing. So he was progressively overloading it. And that's a perfect wow. um, example of the first principle of strength training, which, which is that principle of progressive overload. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I like, I like that analogy. Yeah. Well, there's uh, progressive overload. Yeah. That's progressive overload. And there's, I mean, you nailed the, the most common ones, increasing your weight over time. Pull on the horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the, the Milo. <laughs> yep. Okay. Now, all right. My turn. Um, this is a, another good question. Uh, Mom to bomb <laughs> says weight loss and strength training at the same time. Does it work? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. You should, everybody should be strength training. There are so many benefits of strength training and yes, it helps with weight loss, but that's not why we strength train. But if you're not getting stronger, um, if you're working out and you're not getting stronger, even though you're losing weight, there's something wrong. You should be getting stronger if, even if you're losing weight. So you can build muscle while, while you're losing weight. You should build muscle while you're losing weight. You can and should be getting stronger while you're losing weight. It's a great way yeah. to build lean muscle mass, which is going to increase your basal metabolic rate. So if you have a low metabolism, what, that's one of the best things you can do to improve your metabolism is mm -hmm. to build some lean muscle mass with strength training. And strength training is going to shape your body how yeah. you want. Yeah. That's where, you know, uh, you don't want to do but like a lose a bunch of weight. Right. And then it, there's that term skinny fat. I hate to say it, but yeah. a lot of people will lose weight without the strength training. And they still are like, wow, I feel like I look the same because mm -hmm. you didn't incorporate that actual strength training. Yes. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And that's, that's done why when you're strength training and you get that shape that you, that you're after, you're likely going to weigh more than you thought you should have. And that's why yeah. we always stop telling people to worry, you know, tell people to stop worrying about the scale, how much weight they're losing and things like that. That's the thing. Or yeah. you might not even lose any weight on the scale, but your body will be completely different. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Just one more, just one more treat, <laughs> just one more street. That's uh, the, <laughs> I don't know, but that's pretty funny. Um, how to stay on track when eating out in restaurants. 
Um, okay, so here's the thing with that. Make sure that you, in the beginning of the day, are setting yourself up. Like, let's say you're going out at night. That's just an example. Make sure you're yep. having a high protein meal. Don't like starve yourself for that nighttime meal. No, don't bank your Not calories. No. Don't, don't do that. Um, anyway, if you know where you're going to be eating, I suggest looking up the restaurant, the menu, looking at the menu, choosing something to eat. Hopefully it'll have, you know, a good source of protein, some veggies. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you can always ask for dressings on the side, ask it to not be cooked in oil. Um, if you're tracking yeah. calories, you can find the closest thing into the app and input it just because you're eating out. Doesn't mean, and it, you're not going to find the perfect thing in my fitness pal. Doesn't mean something you can't similar. find something and track it and just over track. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Those great, great tips right there. I would, I would um, play the opposite side of that just because you gave some good information there. I would say mm -hmm. also, how often is this happening? If this is once in a, once in a while, I would say, don't worry about it. Had that one meal in the grand scheme of things, like, unless mm -hmm. you are, unless you're super strict because you have a bodybuilding show coming up or you need to make weight for some type of a competition or something. I just, I would say, don't worry about it. Enjoy that one meal. Um, make sure the rest of your meals that day are more nutritious. So get, get your fruits and vegetables and your whole grains, proteins and things like that throughout the day. And then enjoy yourself for that one meal. Cause ultimately it's not mm -hmm. going to fucking matter. Right. But if you do, if you do still want to stay on track and hit your calories, what Beth said is exactly what I would recommend as well. Plan it ahead of time. Look, look the menu up ahead of time. Um, and yeah. Don't go there starving. Don't go there starving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Have, have a, have a small <laughs> snack, like an hour or so before. Then everything goes out the window. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, my turn. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. let's see. What do I want to talk about here? Um, let's see. Let's see. I still haven't gotten my TikTok uh, questions. I should probably, I'll do one more Instagram. Then, uh, I'll do a TikTok one. Right. I didn't realize how many I'm getting and it's already almost two. That's cray. Crazy, crazy, crazy. You, you, you get the best questions. Um, how do, so guru, guru Shime 007, how to bounce back, how to bounce back reset when can, oh shit. Okay. This is an incomplete sense here. How to bounce back when um, intermittent fasting and keto has ruined my metabolism. I had to make sense of that one. Um, sorry for butchering that. Um, so how to bounce back when intermittent fasting and keto has ruined my metabolism. Well, it's what kind of like what we've already been talking about, right? Um, we need to do essentially like a re reverse diet. So if you've been doing a low calorie diet, your metabolism has probably been that damaged as a result of that. It can bounce back. So we bounce back, we, we rebuild it. We get it back to a healthy state by increasing the amount of food, the amount of energy, the amount of calories that we're bringing in. So slowly introduce more calories into your diet, um, maybe 50 to 75 to hundred uh, every week until you get back to a place where you're no longer losing weight and, and build or, or gaining weight and you're finding your new maintenance. Um, also strength training, we need to be strength training. Um, you know, that's going to build lean muscle mass, uh, which okay. is going to, uh, expend more energy because your body has to maintain that new muscle mass. So okay. your metabolism is going to increase as a result of that. Now it's not a huge number, but building muscle mass still is a great way of over the long run, over many, many years, you'll be building pounds and pounds and pounds of muscle to increase your metabolism. Yeah. Yeah. And your metabolism is not broken, by the way. It's not, you're not lost. Like you're not going to be done forever. It can <laughs> you be. Just need to yeah. Fucking eat more. You yeah. need to eat more you yep. need protein. Like exactly what Matt said. Yep. Eat more is the answer to metabolism yeah. issues. Eating more. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. Unless there's hormonal issues, of course, in which way, what do we say? Get it checked. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. My friend, Amber, Amber Taylor source. What's up? Okay. How long did you train for your half marathon? Oh, I like this question because we were just talking about <laughs> this before. Yeah. Okay. Um, good question. Um, you can download like, uh, Hal Higdon has, this is what I did. I did a Hal Higdon. Um, I think it was like intermediate half at uh, this is at this point I was running a while so I could do the intermediate one. Um, mm -hmm. but they have a beginner one as well. And he has a half training program. And I think a good rule of thumb is like a good three to four months. If you are already consistently running before that. Got it. So three to three to four months before your race is like, you know, six would be good, but three to more, three to four months is doable. 
which that aligns with what we're talking about too, because we're going to do the couch to 5k program and then find mm -hmm. a, a half to, to run and that'll give us yeah. time to prepare. Right. Oh, totally. So we can have a good, like six months, which is perfect. We can just, yeah. what you do is you, we'll start at three miles. What you do is you have like a, a schedule of miles throughout the week, which are usually your lower mileage. And then you have one weekend day where you have your long run. So your long run will start from like three miles. The next week will be four you're going to move yourself up to 12. So like, that's what, three or four months, right? Yep. Um, and then you don't run your 13 till race time. Yeah, you, you'll never run that, that full length until the actual race time. And it's just like with powerlifting, you don't actually lift those weights until you get to the, to the yeah. uh, competition stage that day. Yeah. And what you just described there, going back to the, the question about progressive overload, progressive that's progressive overload, overload right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. gradually doing more. And that's what we're doing right now with the couch to 5k program. We're, we're gradually doing longer runs. Um, mm -hmm. and and this is an eight week program to run five miles or three miles. So three miles. yeah, totally. Now I could sit here and run three miles without training at all, but I, I'd, I'd feel like shit. I'd be my body up. My body would not be able to recover well. So we're you probably would start it. not liking it too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yep. you would get it. You would get shin splints, shin splints, and shin splints like somebody asked about earlier. So yeah. This yeah. is why we talk about doing small things train all smart. the time. Yeah. Train smart. Train smarter, not harder. The, you can't eat an elephant in one bite, right? You, you eat the right. elephant in, in thousands of bites <laughs> over the course of I I, thought of eating long. an elephant. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All, all right. right. I'm going to go. It's your mm -hmm. turn. I was going to go right to TikTok already. Oh, go. Do you have one? Go ahead. I, um, yes. From JACB78. I've been in a deficit for a couple of months. Thanks to you guys. Um, just started strength training. Is it necessary to up my calories and protein intake? Thank you. Um, okay. That's a If You know, it depends like what you got your deficit calories at yeah. your activity. So what was your activity when you got your deficit calories? Maybe recalculate that with the added activity um, and see where your maintenance would be with the strength training. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they were, um, if, if they were already losing like a pound a week with the current, their current deficit, they're probably going to, with that increased activity. I don't know. It, I mean, honestly, that three days of strength training, is that what they said? She just said, just started strength training. She didn't have any days, which, yeah. um, it, you know, I, it just depends. I would maybe before you change anything, like monitor your hunger. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. See where that's at. But definitely you should be getting enough protein anyway. Your protein yes. should always stay the same, whether you're strength training or not. Definitely. Definitely. And so. it's even more, it's always important, but it's going to be even more important once you start that strength training. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I'm on TikTok as well. Devon, Devon, uh, Devon Sonique said best foods to eat to burn fat. Well, I guess, how, how do we look at this question? Are you asking me which foods you should be eating to burn fat? Because there are no fat burning foods. Food does not burn no. fat. And there's no negative calorie foods while we're on the subject. You can't fucking eat celery and magically burn more calories than you consume. You would have to chew that shit thousands and thousands of times. And then it's going to, it's just not possible. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So best foods to eat to burn fat are going to be the foods that you enjoy because how do we burn fats by being in a calorie deficit? Yes. Um, now, Let's, if you look at like a percentage wise, let's say 80% of the time, try to eat whole nutritious foods, lean proteins. So that's going to be fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, uh, things like that. And then 20% of the time, you've got that flexibility to eat those fun foods. Um, those, those, those sometimes foods like Beth likes to say. So, mm -hmm. um, there are no foods that, that are best for burning fat. Um, for me, I know what I like, what's best for me. That's not what's best for you. So it's gotta be what you enjoy. I'm not going to name yeah. any foods here specifically because that's, in, that's a personal decision. I don't know anything about you. Right. What yeah. do you think? Absolutely. All right. All right. Living it. This is TikTok. Um, if I, if we skipped any of your questions from Instagram or TikTok, um, we will be doing these again. Yes. Um, so I am sorry. I actually got a lot. Thank you guys for 
adding to, <laughs> I did a little story after I got maybe like three or four questions. I was like, come on, you guys, you guys always send me questions. Why do I and have the questions started coming in <laughs> questions right now? I mean, yes. And so now I'm overloaded in questions, of course, <laughs> which is great. Thank mm -hmm. you. This gives me um, opportunity for content. So maybe stay tuned for videos. Um, living it 20, where and how can I strength train at home? I have a bar, weights, bands, and all the goodies. Well, guess what? Living at 20, you should join our Patreon Perfect. pod yes. because we have monthly workouts for you to do at home or in the gym with those actual, um, things that you have available. So yeah. cut the crap totally. pod page, our Patreon monthly mm -hmm. workouts, monthly challenges. And also if you want to do, that's the $5 option. If you want the $10 yep. one, you get added recipes, uh, high protein, low calorie. Um, yeah. And oh my gosh, oh, well. those new recipes that were just loaded puppy chow. Mm -hmm. Like I am losing my mind that there's a puppy right? chow recipe in there. So excited. Also, for that. Oh my God. And, um, Matt is coming to Maine next what, week. What? Next week. And we're going to be fucking cooking together with Chef Richard. I, he told me that you suggested nachos. I did suggest nachos. So I guess we are making a low calorie, high protein version of the nachos. Yeah. And I'm like, we want to add a big ass salad um, tab to the now we're cooking. So I was like, let's do a taco salad Ooh. since we are doing nachos. Okay. So, All right. So that's going to be some exclusive content coming to the Patreon. Um, yeah. going to get me and Beth and they're cooking together. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. We'll create, we'll, I'm sure fun, we'll create right? some content from that. And we're also uh -huh. going to be recording some exclusive Patreon content as well. So if you're not already yeah. in the Patreon, now's a great time to get started. Um, we're going to be doing more exclusive content for just our, our biggest fans on there. So, yeah. Yep. And the Hell link yeah. for, we'll put the link for that in our show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. My gosh, I can't believe that we uh, used up our full hour already. But those were some great questions, guys. Those are um, really good. Like Beth said, uh, we'll do. We're, we've done these before. We want to do them more frequently. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll definitely do these more frequently. And we've also done like the TikTok lives and things like that, where we answer people's questions live. So we should probably do one of those here sometime soon. So yeah, for sure. And we're going to be doing that's an in-person episode. That's going away again this weekend, so we won't be doing a TikTok live on Friday. About that, I I may not now. Um, so so Sierra um, might end up having her kids this weekend. They were supposed to go with their dad, but um, um, she might need to watch her kids this weekend. So I might be staying home. So if I do, um, gotcha. I'll I'll know like today's Wednesday. I'll know tomorrow, and then I can let okay. you know if we're doing the podcast or the the TikTok live Friday. As long as you Sounds haven't good. planned something else already. So no, no. Okay. No. Wonder Bob. All right. All right. Bye. I'll see you fucking later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. And that is a wrap for this episode of Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt. Did we help you cut through the bullshit? We want to know. Send us a DM on Instagram and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear them. And if you did find this one helpful, why not share this episode with a friend? I know I personally love it when a friend shares their favorite podcast with me along with a text saying, oh my God, you have got to check out this podcast. You'll love it. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future.